0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast.
1: Sold out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, Mr. Watch Along Himself, Jason Todd. Hey, you say that name so many times. I you know what that means this week. <laughs> you know what time it is mess. That's right. <laughs> and with our other co host
0: Himself.
2: And gentlemen, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch, anti-sold-out online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts and an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely, these aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? I knew it. <laughs> or- Conspiracy theory, much? He's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> he
1: really he's going,
0: he's going batshit crazy, man. Like, where, where's, where's he going with this? Like, how, how are you gonna prove this?
1: I wonder if that's what his announcement's gonna be next, or is it on, on Rampage? Because oh, is it gonna be next uh, week's Dynamite? Yeah, every every week he they announce he's gonna have an announcement, and maybe that's what what it is. He's just gonna bring out the whiteboard. And, and detail it all for us live on TV. He's gonna be like the guy from "It's Always Sunny," standing in front of his blackboard with a bunch yeah. of
0: smoking a cigarette, and pencils, dry erase markers. That's that's what Tony Khan looks to me like right now. That's it. It's crazy. Like I, I just I, I don't I don't get where he's what, what he's trying to do, what he's trying to prove. Like, are you trying to bash WWE? Are you trying to make up for your ratings starting to dip now? Like, where, what are you, what's your angle here?
1: I wonder if he knows.
0: I don't, I don't don't understand it.
2: Yeah, I half wondered if it was just an attempt to get some cheap attention on the product, but usually he'll come right out and say why he's... When he's being snarky, he didn't do that this time. I don't know what's going on with that man. But speaking of Jay, I think you had uh, some thoughts on AEW. You want to start off with that since we're bashing um, content. Oh yeah, before?
1: actually, yeah. You know, because to that point, uh, they have something good going on already, and I don't know why he's always trying to get more and more attention, or if that's just it's just to keep AEW. In people on people's minds because, you know, I watched Dynamite this week and I turned it on just because of the card that was announced. and It was a pretty awesome card. I mean, you had CM Punk who was just looking for a fight with anybody, and I'll tune in to watch him wrestle still. Anytime. Um, you had a tag title match uh, that involved Red Dragon, and they're great. And, and Jurassic Express is growing on me even though they won't call themselves Jurassic Express anymore. That's okay, Whatever. Jungle Boy is kind of growing on me. Luchasaurus is kind of growing on me. Um, You had Samoa Joe and Minoru Minoru Suzuki wrestling for a title for a TV title on free television. You know it's like they have the talent. They have a great they maybe have the best mix of um, established and young up-and-coming talent right now on both shows. Um, they have the crowd enthusiasm, you know, gone to any, any one of them you go to, you're going to feel the crowd as part of it. You kind of get even get caught up in it. It's, it's a great vibe going on at their shows. They're fun. Um, they're kind of established in their time slots right now, even though they get moved around for things like the playoffs, which... That's kind of what you sign up for when you get in bed with TNT-TBS. That's just what happens. That's okay, though. Um, But it just feels like there are things that are off. Um, Like, it was a really good tag title match. But there was a glaring spot. And it's just me thinking off the top of my head about things. A glaring spot where... They set up for, I think it was maybe Luchasaurus to come in and break up a pin from, and this might have been one of the trios matches I'm mixing it up with. Forgive me if I'm wrong, because they they had a couple other good tag matchups too that night. But they were in position for the pin, and someone was going to come off the top rope to break it up. And it was clear that's what was going to happen from the camera angle, which is one of the things that kind of bugs me. But the ref never made a count. So there was no count to break up. And then Jim Ross makes a comment about what a great way to break up the pin, pinfall attempt. And I was like, God, there's just some signals not quite getting So it's, it's, to me, it feels like there's something missing from them just putting it all together into a show. Because even when WWE misses, and they miss a lot too, um... It does tend to feel a little more complete than incomplete. And right now they feel a little incomplete on the AEW program. And I don't know what it is exactly. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts about that.
2: So I've been watching the show. And they had hyped up the card, as you mentioned. And I just wasn't very excited about much of what I was seeing. I don't know what's missing. So I agree with you. Some, something seems to be off. I The excitement factor isn't there for me. Um, and then some of the... Uh, I'm watching closely with some of the ex-WWE guys. Like Malachi Black, for example. And he's cutting his promo. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, this is where I think they need some sort of filter. Some Somebody really... Reeling these guys in because I'm like the House of Black was supposed to, was like this hot thing last summer. I don't give a shit anymore, and it's like that with a lot of the stuff they're doing. And um, Andrade they was supposed to be this big star now in AEW, get the opportunities he didn't get in WWE. He's another one. Who cares? You know, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. As much as he. Was neglected in WWE. Definitely was neglected, especially after his health issues. Prior to that, though, they had made a big deal out of the guy. He comes here, and I'm like, you're stuck against Powerhouse Hobbs, who's really been lower mid-card really his entire run? So what is so great about AEW for these guys? Is it just that they're getting the TV time and they're getting creative control? Because I think, unfortunately, what they're showing is creative control doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to become a better character and put out a better product. So what's the happy medium? You don't want to be too scripted, which has been a huge problem with WWE for a long time, but the total creative freedom doesn't seem to be working either. I mean, even Jericho, I was like, how many different reincarnations of Jericho are we going to get? Now it's the Jericho Appreciation Society. And honestly, those guys are really beneath him. I understand that he's trying to help raise them up. But again, I'm like, who cares? I found 2.0 more interesting before the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now I feel like they're playing second fiddle. So I don't know. The other thing, and this is in the contrast, and we'll get more into what this guy's going to be doing in WWE. Cody at WrestleMania comes out. And they have the fireworks going and the graphics and everything. And they did it on Raw. And I'm like... There's a huge difference that this is exposing between WWE and AEW where AEW might be more entertaining with the rustling, but the storylines have been, eh, and sometimes that's fine. Less is more. So I, I could understand that, but it just feels like WWE is just a bigger production, a bigger show overall. And in that respect, I'm like, okay, so Cody looked one way in AEW but he looks like this big huge superstar in WWE and I think that's where the big difference is between WWE and AEW WWE can take you to that next level as far as that superstardom AEW is not there yet and I don't know if they will be there I unfortunately think Tony Khan might be too much of a fanboy for it to get to that level so I don't know something is definitely missing um, I'm I'm not as excited as I was and then, and then the nitpicking and I'm I, nitpicking through this whole segment I totally get that Little things like people were jumping all over CM Punk fall, uh, slipping off the top rope. I wonder if that was scripted because he sold the, he sold the leg injury. He sold the leg injury a little bit after that, which I thought was brilliant. If he did accidentally slip off, but people overlook the fact that he did that in WWE as well. He did that in the infamous match at Money in the Bank against John Cena. He slipped at one point, and sometimes I think he does it on purpose to say, show, hey. There's a long, grueling battle here, you know? I'm, you know, we're getting tired. So I, 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 yeah, absolutely. So as far as AEW right now, I don't know what's supposed to excite me right now. Because I don't think it's there. And it's really sad because it's almost like, you know, there was all this knock about Cody and creative, and they went in a different direction. There was some disagreement between him and Tony Khan at some point with the creative direction. I'm wondering if that's when things get tended to get more stale. I mean, we're never going to know.
0: Like Khan took over,
2: but. Maybe, I mean, supposedly Khan's been in charge for over a year, so probably not. But it just right around the time it seems that that news leaked out that Cody was leaving, it seems like the tide changed, and it's very suspicious.
0: Uh, I think I think you have it right. Uh, WWE's production value puts them on a different level. It makes them look more professional. It makes them look more showy. If that makes sense, um, AEW to me, it's been all right, like, cool, I'll tune in this week, I'll tune in maybe. But I think Cody's going to be starting the trend of guys going to WWE. I think that's, I think we're going to start seeing the tide turning. We've been seeing it one way going to AEW and strictly, you know, any free agent going over there. But the grass really isn't greener. You get, you, you get there and you get a, a big pop the first two weeks and then you disappear. Miro, we haven't seen him in months. Andrade popped up. Go ahead.
2: Miro's filming some TV show in New York right now. That's why he hasn't been on.
0: Right. But he's been cleared to come back for over, over some time now. Um, Neville, you know, he came in and he, you you know, Christian Sting, uh, you know, the the list can go on and on, Keith Lee and and stuff like that. And yeah, it's cool to go over there, get the big pop, but then what what do they do with you? And we've seen that, yeah, they dropped the ball with them. They dropped the ball with their own guys. Like... You have the talent, but you're not using it correctly. WWE whittled down their roster. They're starting to use guys a little bit better now. It's starting to kind of come together for WWE. I think AEW kind of lit a fire under their ass. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see how it's playing out. There's more storylines in WWE right now that interest me as opposed to AEW.
2: Oh, And by the way, the biggest thing that I think AEW missed on last night who the hell was this guy at the end of the show? I had to Google him. I had no idea who this guy was. I guess he was a fo- he was some guy that almost made the NBA from some Indian oh, basketball yeah. player. I was like, they're making this big deal, and the fans are booing, and I'm like, oh boy, they really struck out on this one. I don't even know who the hell this guy is.
0: How, how are some He tried. One thing, why are you pushing this guy that they just... Added to, you know, the fight club. Why are you pushing him more than your champion, Adam Page? Or no. Yeah, Adam Page. Like, what's... How is he getting more hype than your champion? Like it, it makes no sense to me.
2: I will like, say that yeah. we are you to... That Wheeler Utah Moxley match was something else. I was cringing throughout it, but anyway, yeah, I I I, I see your point there. But that th- that's because we're gonna get another Texas Death Match on Rampage. Yeah. Let, let
1: me um throw something at you guys. Uh, to that point, and I'm quoting someone that we quoted months ago, uh, maybe even mid or yeah, well, very much months ago, one big swole, who said. There's no writers in a sense. Not everyone is comfortable writing their own things and closed mouths don't get fed. That's exactly what that environment is. If you're shy and don't know how to write or are not creative, it's not going to work unless they want it to work for you. That's one of their biggest issues. So then I would put that question here and I'll set aside the WWE comparison because it's, I mean, it's, it's comparing apples to apple trees, basically. Um, and, and let's say that is the issue that they're amassing all this time. Because, again, if you're going to tell me five years ago that Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, uh, Moxley, um, and Regal, and a host of other people are going to be in the same company and On TV, mostly the same weeks, sometimes in the same nights. Odds are I could go to a show and see all of them perform. Um, And I wouldn't be as excited once the show actually started. I would have called you a liar to your face. Is it that they don't have that set creative structure? Because... I guess I do have to bring it back to WWE. For all the complaining that we do about them, and everybody does complain, they, you can't argue with a successful model that's netted them billion, you know, over a billion dollars. And yes, there are some very lucrative deals that have helped the, them cross that threshold, but overall they they tried and failed and tried again and failed again and tried over, you know, 40 years we're talking about. And around four years, give or take. And they've come up with the formula and they built up to that level. So even when they change things, they don't deviate very much from their, their norm. AEW A- A- doesn't really have that that pattern yet. So um, do you guys think it's just that that issue that they just haven't established that creative rhythm yet and maybe it's something that takes years to happen anyway? what do you think?
0: Um, I, I think it's one of those things where there's a lot of hands in the pot and there's not one clear person that's calling the shots. I think everybody wants to do this, everybody wants to make this, you know, everybody wants to run creative, but there's there's no real booker there and no real established booker. Like Tony Khan but he's been booking for five minutes. Like, you know, in WWE, it's been established over time. There's been bookers in the room who had Dusty, Triple H, Vince, like Kevin Dunn. Like, there's been names that have been there and helped and guided it through to where it needs to be. And AEW just, I don't think they have that. I don't think it's there. Maybe they get there, but can they stay afloat long enough
1: to to get there. Hey Anthony, do you think that today's audience is patient enough for them to get there? Uh,
2: I I th- think what I've noticed the last couple weeks especially And I didn't want to admit this, but I think it's plain as day now. Watch the reactions for Cody. AEW, he was getting booed out of the building. WWE, he's getting, like, standing ovations. You know, what's the term? Blow the roof off the arena? And I was saying to myself, what's changed? And I hate to say it, but it's entirely two different audiences. I hate to admit that because I never felt that way, but I think AEW is the at the niche pro wrestling fans that they just want to see good matches and that's fine. And it's cool when you do that on an indie show, for example, you're not expecting some big long drawn out storyline, but if you've gotten used to the WWE way and I'm guilty of this, you want some storyline development. And I think AEW is not there. So I don't see AEW becoming a real competitor or as big as WWE in its current form because they're getting a certain niche audience where WWE might get some of the wrestling fans, but you're also getting entertainment fans. You know, it's like what I said with WrestleMania night one was for the wrestling fans. Night two was for the entertainment fans. WWE's got both, the ability to do both. W and AEW, I just don't think, in their mind, it's not the cool thing to do. And I think that they might have plateaued. Could they get bigger? Yeah, maybe. They have to change, but they have to change some things. And, you know, there's been... All this talk, not just of guys leaving WWE and getting their creative control in AEW. How many backstage agents have ended up in AEW and there's not that improvement? And I think you both really brought the point home. Nobody from WWE creative has necessarily gone over to AEW. You know, I mean, there was, I saw earlier today that Pac Buck, you know, had let left wwe just last week and now all of a sudden he's backstage in aew as a agent and i'm like okay big deal (laughs) yeah you know
0: cool congratulations you you were there for five minutes in wwe
2: yeah but you know william regal jerry lynn dean malenko there's a bunch of former wwe people acting as agents backstage for aew but that's not creative like and the closest one that I guess feels like he has any creative, and I guess he's sad and creative every once in a while. Might be Chris Jericho, and I feel like he's even he needs to get reeled in sometimes. I think he he thinks too big sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the potential's there. Whether they they do anything with that potential, I think it remains to be seen.
1: Can, can I give you something? Because I don't want to keep beating a dead horse. I don't. But it's so much fun. I. Let me give you, a, and it, I'm not going to talk about storylines in this in this component. As good as that card was on paper uh, from this past Wednesday. Opening match, CM Punk Pento Oscuro. They get into what equates to a two or three minute chop battle. Awesome. Fans are eating it up. I was sitting here at home eating it up. Great stuff. Middle of the show. I can't even remember who it was. There's a chop battle. Okay. Cool, I guess. I just saw that, like, you know, 30-something, 40 minutes ago. But all right, whatever. Main event comes around. Samoa Joe and, and, and uh, Suzuki. Eight minutes of chops. Which, by the way... Just, I mean, it was really fun to watch them do this. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I just saw this twice already before now. Now, if that book ended the show, maybe that's a good way for agents. And I'm thinking about this, but you mentioned all these agents moving over to AEW and nobody talked to each other about what they were going to do out in the ring. You know, none of the talent, for as great as the talent is, I I would almost bet that CM Punk, oh, there they go again, sirens. Um, I would almost bet that CM Punk and Samoa Joe had a quick conversation. They said, well, if you're going to do this at the beginning, we're also going to do it at the very end. But somebody else saw what happened at the beginning and said in the middle of the show, hey, we're going to do some chops too. And it just, there's communication issues. Maybe that's what I think it boils down to. There's communication issues all around. In the ring, behind the scenes, even with the networks. I, I Tony Khan, Khan's communication overload with Twitter. I, it's all, maybe that's what I think the issue is. is communication, I don't know. Mm. Well, that's what I see, at least. Um, but I, I appreciate you guys not begrudging me a moment to <laughs> complain and <laughs> that's hey, yeah. what we're
0: here for yeah. we we give you the platform let's <laughs> let's let it out
2: <laughs> maybe we need to see like that scene in the rustler where uh let's work on the leg oh i'm working on the leg of mine oh you're working on like all right let's do the arm <laughs> there's none of that going on yeah but in case it's a you guys thing. yeah but if you guys do need a recap of aw i haven't watched here i'll do it for you <laughs> there's none of that going on yeah but in case it's you a guys, thing. yeah. But if you guys do need a recap of AW if haven't watched here. I'll do it for you. <laughs> now my hand hurts from doing that shit. Okay.
0: He was he was chopping guys. That's what he was
1: doing. Just mighty ch- chops. Yes, <laughs> mighty, mighty chop.
2: chops. Yeah.
1: And again, it's not. It's not to say it didn't look great because they all looked good. Like both both of those matches bookending the show looked great. Oh, look at the red that redness there. I'm talking about the back of his hand, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a... that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah.
0: All right, Encyclopedia. What else do we got for tonight before we uh, give <laughs> everybody the the watch along for this event?
2: I'm in too much pain to continue. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pain, it's painful for me to admit that maybe Rob was onto something about the unifying of the titles because on the WWE side now, Roman basically sent the Usos to Raw to get those Raw tag team titles. I got a feeling Roman's not going to be happy that it hasn't been done yet because I think he thought they were going to come out of Raw with those belts already. But anyway, be that as it may, I'm not going to sit here and dissect Rob being right. Rob, enjoy this moment. Just, just enjoy it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but what does this mean for the secondary titles on the men's side? We have the U.S. Championship and the IC Championship. Do we need both anymore? Or are you going to unify those again? Well, what do you guys uh, I think? think? You,
0: I think, I think you leave them. Um, there's always been, you know, at least two secondary titles for the most part. Um, I would leave it that way. At least you have, you can at least have one on each show, or give one a little bit more importance than the other. Um, but but I think it works. You you've got the U.S. title on on uh, where is it now? Is it still on Raw? The U.S. is on Raw and Intercontinental on SmackDown. So I think you can maybe leave that that way, but unify the the, uh, the championship and the. Uh, the tag titles, which it seems like that's that's the way they're headed, and um, I know we're we're getting we're probably gonna get the women's titles as well. So, well, that'll probably be down the line. I, I think from what they're saying, by SummerSlam they want to have whatever titles need to be unified unified by them.
2: Okay. Um. And I, I do also want Jason's opinion on this. If they merge the rosters, though, since they're merging the belts, do you need both secondary titles? And in that respect, also, if we have a unified women's championship, should we introduce a women's secondary title of some sort? You know, AEW is actually ahead of the ball on that, although I know a lot of people crap on their women's division. But what what do you both think on that? Do women need a secondary title and then Jay, what do you think about you know the unification and where this leaves the secondary men titles?
1: I feel like at the height of WWF's popularity, there was a singular heavyweight championship, there was an intercontinental championship, there was a European championship. There was even a light heavyweight championship, but we're not going to, need to talk about that. Now. Um and there was a women's championship I don't think there's a problem with two secondary titles to that point. I think they have still have even after pairing things down if you whether you merge the rosters or not you still have enough talent that as a matter of fact we might have just the right amount of talent where there could be more of an urgency placed around those two championships now. Um, whether you keep them separated or not. Uh, you know, separated on each show. As for the women's division, injuries aside, I don't know if they have enough to warrant a primary title, a tag title, and a secondary title. I think, I think with a the tag team championships they have a chance to now establish some actual teams with some of that talent and keep the actual title picture limited to you know a good four to six four to six individuals but actually put some put some shine on their tag team titles. So I don't think they need a secondary one.
0: I, I agree with you on that Jay. I think I um I think the one title for the women's, the tag titles, is enough because we've seen with the women's division, one injury, two injuries kills the whole division. It basically pulls it down to shreds because they haven't established the other women in that division like Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville. The list can go on and on, but Um, I think in that division, one world title, the tag titles is enough. And then on the men's side, if if you have the two titles, the world title, I think that that works with the tag titles. Um, like you mentioned, you had, you know, you even had the hardcore title back in the day, which, yeah, it turned into a comedy act towards the end. But, um, with the European title, with the, um... The Intercontinental, it's it's similar to what we have now, and I think it could work. Encyclopedia, what do you think?
2: I'm going to differ with you both on the women's secondary title issue, and it's mainly because even at the roster in its current state with Asuka and Bailey not back, you still have Charlotte. You have Becky Lynch. What are you going to – and let's say you put Bianca over as your – As your main champion. What are you going to be doing with Charlotte and Becky then, for example? I think the women's roster actually can support a secondary title. And I think they'd probably do a much better job of it than AEW is currently. Um, And that's not a knock necessarily on Jade Jade Cargill. I think it's just the booking. Um, I mean, Marina Shafir. The crowd went mild last night. And and I and I I wanted to see Shafir succeed because I liked that four horsewomen of MMA thing, but it it wasn't working. Um, if anything, I feel like the title that's actually lost in the shuffle on the women's division right now is that tag team title, and it's the simple fact that yes, Sa- Sasha and Naomi, I'm okay with that. Uh, I think that actually makes sense as far as tag teams. But most of the women's tag team champions, if you look at them, have been thrown together last minute. I mean that WrestleMania four corner women's tag team title match. Almost all those teams were thrown together last minute. The only ones that had any sort of established history was Sasha and Naomi. So I think they could have a secondary women's title. I think it's going to be necessary when you have so many main eventers on the women's side. I mean, I I didn't mention Rhea Ripley. Once Bailey and Asuka come back, you know, you've really got six women that have main evented at some point. With Charlotte, with Becky, with Bailey, with Oscar, with uh, Sasha Banks, with Rhea, um Bianca Belair. I probably I probably said somebody twice. So I think I think they will need a secondary title if they do merge the women's titles.
1: Well, well um, let me ask you this: um, You just said okay, you could have reasonably six main eventers, or even more, but six main eventers, if you say Bianca, Charlotte. Rhea Ripley, um bailey and
2: sasha and becky, becky.
1: sasha and be- yeah sasha and becky okay so you got about six maybe even more because you're gonna they're gonna keep ronda rousey in there of course um despite yeah, I my her. dream despite my my belief that she should be in a tag team with um, with, um shayna baszler and they should just be wrecking people i would watch that um Isn't that kind of better for the women's title to have six very high-ranked challengers in that picture? Because if you're telling me they have that level of, that amount of talent, you have two or three people in that title mix at any given time. You have the rest of them bringing other people up, you know, and I think maybe that helps. And I don't know if they need the title, a secondary title to do it. Because the only, my concern is basically what happened with having these two um, men's titles is that you're going to dilute one of them. And, and then maybe it's not just the virtue of the titles themselves, but maybe it's just that's kind of what WWE ends up doing. You know, they're going to favor one over the other. And... Like, really, out of those, out of them, you're going to tell me Charlotte's going to act as a secondary champion on the Penny Brand? It's me Becky's going to act as a secondary champion? Like, none of them are characters that are going to put up with being in that. And yet, yeah, I'm talking about the characters. They wouldn't be in that position. They'd always be vying for the top. And so I would hate to see, let's say, basically what you have now, you know, I don't want to see... Bianca get pushed down because Charlotte is also a champion or Becky is also a champion. I want to see them, if they're going to use that championship and bring someone up, really put them in the spotlight.
2: Well, and that's where I'm going to counter. uh, Yeah, the secondary title might be somewhat beneath them, but then what do you do with them? I mean, let's be honest. uh, On the men's side, the unified champion right now, Roman Reigns, If you think about it, most of his run as a singles, once he got to that world title level, he's never out of it. You very rarely see him feuding one-on-one without that world title. And you could say the same thing's been happening with Charlotte for years and Becky Lynch for years. So if you're putting Bianca Belair on top then, what are you going to do with Charlotte and Becky? Just rotate who's going to be challenging Bianca over and over and over again? They've actually established that women's division a little bit better as far as possible main eventers. More so than the WWE side. On the WWE side, or on the men's side, excuse me, on the men's side. Meanwhile, I can't pinpoint who Roman's next challenger should be at this point because he's run through everybody. I mean, who's next? Drew McIntyre? Yeah, well, he he you know he ran through him at Survivor Series a couple of years ago. I mean, at least Shinsuke Nakamura is fresh, but I just got a feeling that was a one segment deal. So I I, I don't know. It, and I think
0: that, that got put together because Rick Boggs blew his quad out at WrestleMania because i I don't know if he would be in that title picture right now if that was the case
2: but uh, well and then here's the here's the uh, another issue here every time coming out of wrestlemania you had some idea who the next challenger was going to be usually within a week we're now going into the end of the second week after wrestlemania we don't have a clear picture here And and it's come out now that Brock has been pulled from the advertising for WrestleMania backlash. So you know, it's not going to be him, which honestly, unless you were going to do like a hell in a cell, what left do you have for those two Roman and Brock at this point, you know, or submission apart for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think they've, the women's division actually is better established where they got so many men of that you're going to have egos getting involved and at least a secondary title might help with that but we're all entitled to our opinions. Um, Freddie, I know I've been going quite a bit. What what are your thoughts on all this? Um,
0: you kind of sold me on the secondary title for the women's. Um, you did. You, you swayed me um, because you have the likes of Raquel Gonzalez. you got uh, Io Shirai coming up. You've got you know, I'm sure Mandy Rose will come up when she's ready. So you're going to have that second-tier talent that's there. <laughs> you got that second-tier talent that's there that hasn't gotten pushed up to that main event status yet. you got to let them establish themselves in that mid-card, and I think that's where you can, you know, have a quote-unquote gatekeeper, as we have in UFC, um, kind of hold it down and... Kind of get them ready for that next level, so I think that's where that sweet spot can be for that secondary title. So you sold me on that encyclopedia. Well done, uh, cool.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> um, Mandy Rose ain't coming back up <laughs> <laughs> when you said Mandy Rose, oh, but, Freddie. The look but, on Jay's okay. face, I saw it, but okay, so between the both of you, you raised a couple of really good points. I was thinking about the roster as it currently is, not even thinking about the people being brought up, you know, annually, semi-annually. And that would then create a huge bottleneck, and I could see them needing a secondary title game. And yeah. Um, I don't know if I like it, but it seems like it would be worth doing from those points. And you do have five hours a week So, or, yeah, at least five hours a week of TV to film. So, yeah. Not saying they should do it. But I'm saying they could do it, and it could work, if their creative is behind it. So maybe, Anthony, maybe I'm willing to put one foot over on that side of the line and, and, and agree. I, uh... You know, and I guess the good thing with wrestling is, you know, if something doesn't work, you know, they you can just cut it to hell. Make it disappear. Yeah, yeah. like it never happened. So maybe, like the, maybe I've been swayed by, by the two of you. Like oh. the twenty four seven title? Where did that disappear to? That's the currently the hottest love angle <laughs> going on in, yeah. in WWE right. programming, and that tells you how mild. The love angles and WWE programming are.
2: And now to quote Rob, as far as my opinion in selling you on the secondary title for women's, I'm wrong. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll tell us why when he's back.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, I think what's cool is there's a legit reason to try it. I, like I said, I don't, I don't think I agree with it. I don't want to see it. Cause I don't, maybe it's, I said this many times, I don't necessarily trust WWE to do it right. But
0: that's where you can can have a Shayna Baszler get a title and establish her without having to give her the world title. You know, you can build her up as whoever's next challenger, but get her that workhorse title and let her kind of run with that for a little bit. I think that would be uh, a good stepping stone for her. Get her, get her away from Natalia and Ronda Rousey, and let her, let her run it with that secondary title.
2: Natalia's too busy down in NXT. It looks like so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. For
1: skateboarders. A
2: while. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then uh, what is that? The new tag team champion is pretty dangerous. Uh, yeah, all right, we don't need to go there. Um, okay.
1: You know, I, I was not mad about that gauntlet match. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot... I didn't think they had enough time to pull up, off as well as they did. And I thought they made Diamond Mine look like a much stronger faction. And it's kind of a long make Pretty legit, but also... Who are they? APA 2.0? Beer Money 2.0? I can't remember. Brooks and Dunn, whatever their name is. That's who...
2: Brooks and Boy, dudes. Brooks and Hansen, yeah. I think. So, I like those guys, Jensen, but I can barely remember their names. Oh my god. Oh Jensen, Jensen, you right. looked
1: brutal. Like just deadly in that match and they were beating the hell out of each other and that was fun to watch. I mean. And I know you're not a big uh Legado del Fantasma fan, but for the first for the first group out, they looked really good in the ring like they have as a matter of fact i'd say the nxt tag team picture is way more impressive than the rest of the wwe tag team picture i
2: agree well it's been that way for a while and by the way i have to correct all of us it's actually it's brooks jensen is one man Okay. (laughs) and josh briggs it's brooks jensen and josh briggs and it's funny because they actually have been one of the more entertaining segments and i can't remember their damn name so
1: they are oh man i feel bad for not remembering that either i remember what they did in the ring i remember like it looked like i think the bigger guy is jensen I think I thought maybe, that, I, I think it's Briggs, but I think it's Briggs. Well, whichever anyway. one it is, I thought he in, I thought he inherited the clothesline from hell for a And I almost thought that's what they were gonna scream out from commentary because he hit that man, that Creed brother, so hard I thought he was gonna, I thought his chest was gonna implode.
2: That's too funny. Uh, so I'm gonna call an audible here. Rob wanted to, to discuss Cody and where he fits in. I believe that was his topic. Since he's not with us tonight, he's probably riding a mechanical bull in Texas or something right now. But be that as it may, we'll save that topic for next week. And instead, we mentioned it on the uh, set. Watch along. So after his, I have to say... Pretty impressive performance at WrestleMania in his first match in 19 years. We're going to go back to WrestleMania 13. Believe it or not, I really hate to say this, it's 25 years ago. 25 years, you believe that? We're going to go back to what most people say might have been one of the, if not the greatest match of all time. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Ham Hart in a submission match. With Ken Shamrock as a special guest referee. So, if you want to fire up your Peacock, we're oh, gonna go whoa, to.
0: Whoa, whoa, there, there there's Kids, there's yeah. kids listening. Now. You, 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 you want to fire up your Peacock? Whoa, whoa! Fire up oh, your favorite
2: streaming service from NBC Universal.
1: There you go. There
2: you go. And I probably lost everyone because it's it's nobody's favorite service. Uh, we're gonna to go to the I one. I thought there was another one. So. <laughs> Or you could VPN to another country and use WWE Network if you could find an address that you could bill it to. Uh, and I've heard of some people doing that. What, let's go one hour, 21 minutes, nine seconds. Um, just a little brief history. Bret was out after WrestleMania 12. And this contract was actually going to be up. Stone Cold basically started challenging him. Bret ends up resigning with WWF. They have a classic match at Survivor Series 96. And Austin's obsessed with Brett and trying to get revenge. They had a confrontation at Royal Rumble 97. You know the story. We did the 97 Royal Rumble. Brett threw Austin out. Referees didn't see it. Austin comes back in, throws Brett, Vader, Undertaker out. And that sets up Final Four in your house with the main event being for the coveted title shot at WrestleMania 13. Uh, rules were straight up, pinfall, submission, or you could be thrown over the top rope and both feet can hit the floor. So interesting concept there. And then a few days prior to that, the rumor was Michaels it, uh, and Bret 2 was supposed to happen at WrestleMania 13. Michaels lost his smile. And that match became for the title, the Final Four match. Then the very next night, Bret loses the title to Sid, Setting up Sid versus Undertaker, who was already named as the number one contender for WrestleMania 13. And we get this I quit match, which almost could have been for the championship because then Sid faced Brett in the steel cage. And now all of a sudden Austin tried to help Brett win that match. But Undertaker also tried to well, cost Brett that match. Anyway, you got your three to four minute summary. Let's get to the match, right? You guys ready?
0: Now, was this, was this the infamous double turn?
2: Yes, this is the double turn. Spoiler alert if you didn't know.
1: 25 years <laughs> in the making, spoiler alert. There go. <laughs> yeah. I can always say I have a friend that didn't see Citizen Kane. I mentioned the ending one day. And we're not, we don't talk a lot anymore. So.
2: Oh, uh, all right, I, I'm going to hang up now because <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> I,
2: have, I have a Citizen Kane story. I took a class yeah. called Art of Film. And the last movie we had to watch was Citizen Kane. Now the teacher was also notorious for leaving us in the room and going back to his office while the movie played. He had already twice in the semester forgotten that he needed to get back before the movie ended and we walked out. So Citizen Kane was the last one. The movie started, he left. I went to the cafeteria and had breakfast. Came back, watched another 20 minutes of the movie. And no, it was about an hour. Movie was still going. I was bored out of my mind. I left. Had lunch. Came back. Professor's still not back. Movie ends. Whole class walks out. As I'm walking out of the building, the professor's coming back and he's like, Hey, wait a second. Yeah? Aren't you in my art of film class? Yes. Oh shit, I did it again, didn't I? Yeah. Is anyone left in the classroom anymore? No. Okay. See you at the final next week. So sorry, Jay. I never saw Citizen King. Long story short.
1: You kind so,
2: <laughs> <sort> of. Kind <laughs> of. And the question Rob said is wait, you had breakfast and then you left. You went back and had lunch. How often did you eat in college? It was college.
1: Uh, true. I was going to say, I don't remember the movie being that long. <laughs>
2: I'll look up how long it is. But anyway. Alright, that so, should have hopefully bought you guys enough time to sit through all the commercials if you're paying if you're not paying for the ad free version, which I know none of the three of us are. But you guys ready? Let's do it. Alright. Right. Okay. Three, two, one, play.
0: So one thing I'd like to notice the old arena how small the like Megatron is <laughs> the giant boards. Oh yeah, you're right. True. <laughs> Compared to what they are now, where they basically take up the whole upper portion of the arena. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy to see. And all the digital boards around the side that go along with the graphics and everything.
2: I do have to say, as much as I credit WWE for becoming such a big huge show i think the pyrotechnics and the big screens are overdone and people are there to watch a show the wrestling they don't need the extra shit but who am i
1: i enjoy the pyro win uh you can tell the talent didn't expect it however uh, I, I really enjoy that.
0: that that was one of my favorite austin entrances where his actual glass that he came through
2: Oh, yeah. At least it worked that night. I think there was another time they do it in the future. I want to say 98 SummerSlam, but I don't remember when for sure. Only half of it came down, and he had to put his shoulder through to get the other half. Oh, that's funny. I also love the story that Austin didn't even know this match was going to get announced, and he's sitting at home and he hears it's a night quit match, and he's like, What the hell? I don't even have a submission hold.
0: It's crazy. So look at this WrestleMania entrance compared to what we've had for the past maybe 10 years. Yeah. These giant monstrosity entrances.
1: Yeah, it was definitely more character centric. Like, yeah. It wasn't so much about let's overload the arena with, you know, what they say, You'd call it the pomp and circumstance. Great.
0: Of course, as I say that, that's when the firework really goes off. <laughs> Red taking sweet ass
2: time to come to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's always nice to see someone actually hold a poster up that's spelled properly. I can't. I can't remember how many times they'd show a Brett Rule sign and it would have two T's instead of the one.
0: It's definitely the one. What a surprise He didn't give it to the kid with the Shawn Michaels shirt.
2: I'm actually surprised he (laughs) didn't give it to one of his family sitting ringside. (laughs) He's done that before. But, um, when I was a
1: kid, all I wanted to do was be ringside for a Bret Hart entrance and maybe get the glasses.
2: See, and As I, a kid, I wanted
0: the, the LOD shoulder pad,
2: Which he now has. That's what I wanted. I <laughs>
0: yeah, I should buy myself a pair now. To Kai's
2: I still, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 10, Bret gave the glasses away and the kid that he gave the glasses to stuck his tongue out as Brett walked away. And Jerry Lawler was like, see, he's a Nolan Hart fan. Look, he even stuck his tongue out. (laughs) (laughs) There's the Hart family. (laughs) The security got kicked like, oh shit, I'm not supposed to be here. Oh yeah, and there's Tony Atlas. Atlas. Who's like one of the most interesting characters on The Rock. Or Young Rock.
1: Yeah, I really need to start watching that.
2: It's it's not as funny as, as you might think it would be, but I've actually gotten hooked on it now.
1: You know, if it's a quality show, it's a quality show. It doesn't have to be all comedy. Mm -hmm. Although Mm -hmm. I would like to know, I think I would probably have made it a priority if I knew for a fact that you could tell me Tony Atlas was also playing younger Tony Atlas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's pretty cool that they
0: do do bring in the older wrestlers. That's cool. Older wrestlers, older football players, I it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, but here's the difference. The older rustlers back here would sit ringside. The older rustlers today get put in the ring. That's true. I mean, if Goldberg... You
1: Medicare is going to pay for itself? No, they
2: got it. I was going to say, if Goldberg didn't kick Bret Hart's head off, Bret would still be wrestling if he could.
1: Yeah... I think he would have had a pretty decent comeback, though. I think so. One of those comeback runs, I uh, like, like that Ricky Steamboat brief run that they had, that they knew to keep. Hmm.
2: I wonder so, if they guys, knew. Do you guys remember oh, the sorry.
0: classic um, TV show, kids TV show, that Captain Marvel was on?
2: Oh. Uh super Mario, oh, brother super back. show.
1: Mario brothers, yeah.
2: I got some of them on DVD.
1: Really? Yep. I believe there are a lot of memes with. Uh, who was it who played Luigi?
2: Oh god. He, he he was in a lot of stuff back in the day but I forget. Oh shit. I forgot in the actor's the, name. In
0: the movie or on the show?
2: On the show. On the show. On the show, I don't remember. Checking wiki. Checking wiki, there we go. <laughs> do, 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 do. Danny Wells was his name. And he passed away in 2013. He, oh,
1: he was Canadian. See, that's that for Italian folks? There you go. Good job, Good job there. So, basically, they had Ken
0: Shamrock in this match to help the crowd control? hmm <laughs> Extra security <laughs> for that part?
2: Pretty much.
1: Now,
0: if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, when Brett did one of his podcasts with Edge and Christian... They talked about this match. I believe Stone Cold knocks himself out and Brett has to walk him through some of it. I'm not sure if it was this one or a different one, but I know he goes into having to talk to Steve and kind of tell him about the match.
2: I don't remember that, but I do remember is the blade job. I think it was actually... They had that no blood policy and Brett basically... Said to Austin, basically told Austin he would take the hit for it if, if need be, he would take the blame. I'm not sure who did the blade job though. If it was Brett did it for Austin or Austin did it on his own, I think Austin did it on his own.
0: I'm sure we'll probably see it because the WWE cameras back in the used to pick up everything.
2: Who knows? Peacock might have edited it out from this. He'll turn like black and white or some shit.
0: I was gonna say they're gonna blur out austin's face
1: didn't <laughs> very well mate that's
2: why they need to just put parental controls in and call it a day
0: right they started doing that with uh disney plus
2: yeah yeah once they added the the marvel, marvel shows from day. netflix which was funny because yeah. when when disney plus came out and netflix canceled all the series i remember so many people were like oh my god they're going to end those series they're not going to have any more shows this is terrible blah, blah blah and i'm like there's I was like come on folks there's going to be a certain amount of time where netflix will no longer be able to show those anymore and that's when disney plus is going to get it then you'll get the new stuff relax yeah it's probably better too because uh, you know i was one of the few that liked iron fist
0: well i'm i'm not going to see uh dead come out soon. Yeah, he got a little cameo in *Just uh,
2: From Home*. Mm. Yep.
1: Or *No Way Home*, whichever one, I read. It's probably,
2: one of probably of my favorite cameos of all time. No and way, Marvel. Home. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of those where I like, I'm in the theater and I like, oh my god, and my wife's like, who is that? And I was like, oh yeah, that's right, you didn't watch any of those. That's Daredevil. Who? Don't worry about it.
0: My, my favorite part about Daredevil was his, uh, was his best friend.
2: <laughs> oh Foggy. Yeah, he was
1: good. <laughs> yeah. I, I
0: don't
1: care what. You got to make sure he's, make sure he's uh, working still. Uh, like, he, Is he going to give us the slapshot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Freddie, I don't know if you noticed, one of the fans had those LOD pads on that you like. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, when 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 the when the hard camera's on, you'll probably see the guy. Ow! Oh, I see it. Yeah, he's got the uh, the Hulk face
0: thing.
2: Yep. That Stone Cold stunner there—I remember that was like a that was like one of those hot. You remember back in the days those GIF files that you used to always distribute. I had that GIF for the longest time. I would just send it to everybody in emails and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When was what, the last time you saw something like this in a match where they worked on one body part and the guy sold it for the whole?
1: <laughs> what year is this in?
2: 97.
1: No, now. Um. Oh, 2022. <laughs> it's somewhere between then and now. I gotta figure mm-hmm.
2: out. Oh, remember this? The Ring Post Figure 4? Mm. Somebody tried to do that a few weeks ago. I think it was on AEW and like totally fucked it up.
1: Did was, was that the title match? One of the title matches with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker?
2: My, yeah, might have been. Oh, yes. With the steel cage, that was actually like half cage, half Hell in a Cell because they could walk yeah. around the ring on two sides. By the way, did you see Helen's like staring so intently?
0: Yeah, she's like looking through the bars. Yeah. And Staley like, oh, what is going on here? The, the match
2: is... I just lost Bret Hart. Sorry. Bret's never going to listen to us. Bret just gave me a 4 out of 10. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, the padded chair. There, there we go. There we go.
1: It's actually a really cool decision right there though the wait yeah. no this has a <laughs> Yeah.
2: those little details brett definitely kept, paid attention to those okay. freddie you were about to say something sorry what were you about to say
0: so i i know i missed last week i wanted to get you guys these thoughts on uh edge's new stable and who who he should add to it
2: hmm
0: like, I know there's, there's talks of Chompa, there's talks of Rhea Ripley, but who would you guys add to it? Because you know it's not just going to be him and Priest. They'll probably get another two or three.
2: Mm, Rhea makes, definitely makes sense, and I think they're kind of hinting that a heel turn's coming for her. Mm-hmm. Finn, I could, Finn Balor, I could see, making sense, and maybe that's why they stopped this storyline, so but with him and Priest all of a sudden, but... He also could be the the face in peril that they're going after too. After some time, um, if that
1: results in him turning into the prince, I'm all for it.
2: The prince or the demon king?
1: The prince. I when he when he pulled that out in NXT, uh, I was really happy.
2: By the way, what did you guys think of the um, that lighting? That abrupt ending was terrible, but the lighting where Damien Precise all of a sudden like went purple for a second.
1: That looked cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm surprised how cool. many people missed that.
1: It looked really cool. I, and I thought I would have liked them to have talked about that a little more when they came back from the break.
0: Yeah, instead of just kind of going, just glossing right over
2: it. Yeah. See, we were praising WWE's booking getting better, and then we bring up the abrupt match ending.
0: <laughs> but It was very attitude era. For me. True. That's why I think I enjoyed it.
2: Mm. God, that looks painful for Brett's neck there. Yeah. Hmm. Surprised nobody's whipped this out as their submission hold now.
1: Uh, speaking yeah, of submission, I'm gonna throw throw you for a loop right now when I say this. Speaking of submission holds, Veer Mahan's submission hold actually looks really painful. It does when he applies it, and he looked good beating the crap out of uh, Dominic Mysterio. Probably, maybe beat him back to NXT, Anthony. <laughs> I, I, could hope. That would make him a face in your, in your eyes, I guess. But.
2: but at the same time, as I was watching that whole segment, I was like, "How long until Vince Sauer's on this guy, and he doesn't get over the way they hope?" Oh, three months. <laughs> you can give it three months. I give it less. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I give it like another. I give it another
2: two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs>
0: the only reason I two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't
1: see it. I, I can't. I don't see it. I, I. You know what bothered me about him? He he cut really intelligent sounding vignettes, and I, I I'm a fan of the big cruiser who can also articulate their thoughts. And then he just comes out to the ring roaring, and then has the backstage interview. It's like five words. Uh, <laughs>
2: I had to go back and read what he said because I couldn't make out what he said.
0: So I don't know if you guys follow. Uh, I think it's a uh, Chuckline, the line apparel. A little bit. But they came out. They came out with I think it's, um the red sweatpants that look like what he's wearing right
2: now oh yeah they've it's had really those for a while
0: basketball. i've oh, seen those my money and all that stuff their, their stuff is really good an, i'll send you the link after uh after the show Please do.
2: yeah the, i think they've had those for a little, little bit but i've i've seen some i think bailey actually owns half the chalk line sweat pant line i think you she's you, at, got you that you one care. I never noticed uh, the guy under the table here. Oh, I see that too.
0: Yeah, I, try, I tried to go on and get the uh, the razor shorts. But uh, those are all sold out.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh,
0: and there, there we have it. We have, we have some green right there.
2: And oh, yeah. I got color on my end yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when the blade job happened because i th- thought maybe brett helped him with that but they hit it pretty well
1: yeah it really
0: did it wasn't like the uh the rock match we saw a few a few months back where you could clearly
2: see hebner give
0: <laughs> give rock the blade and rock comes up.
2: Speaking of The Rock, and we have Stone Cold here. I always thought Rock flopping around like a dead fish after Stunner looked ridiculous. And I like the way Scott Hall sold it at WrestleMania 18. Also, in theory, I felt like he channeled Scott Hall with the way he sold the Stunner.
1: Yeah, the leg kicks yeah. were <laughs> out of this world.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. You be... Theory. That's right. Theory.
1: <laughs> and the great
0: thing is the uh, the little smile from Austin after a season with the Saljuh.
2: Seeing a wrestling show in this arena is on my bucket list. Is
0: Where is this one? Against against uh, so-
2: currently called the All-State Arena in Ch- uh, in Rosemont, Illinois. It's actually outside of Chicago. I think oh. it, it, more oh, okay. famously known as the Rosemont Horizon. That was last year. It's about
1: submission. Is
0: that was the Bulls play.
2: No Bulls They're play United, United Center.
1: Center, which is I can't. they the Center, right? Yeah, Chicago, which is something you're... else now.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think WWF and WWE. 10. And I think even, well, AEW, I think you ran United for Punk's first dance show. But for the most part, WWE goes here because I think they said the acoustics is better. And it's probably a lot cheaper than renting United Center or whatever it's called today.
0: So is that like their IZOD Center now?
2: <laughs> I guess so. Well, nobody's going in the IZOD Center, so.
0: That's Basically, just dead, dead, space.
2: Yeah, I think that the agreement was that at some point the state was going to take over the arena and renovate it, and or something, and that never. Or the state owns it now, and somebody else was supposed to take ownership. That never happened. They, they could have repurposed that something for American Dream, you know.
0: Yeah, they could have done something on that. Uh, Rick Flair is actually coming to the American Dream. Is he? Yeah.
2: Reading the back and forth between him and Mark Madden was hilarious.
1: So, so what's the better Twitter feud than him and Mark Madden or uh, the artist formerly known as Braun Strowman and Buff Bagwell? Yes. <laughs>
2: Well, you mentioned Braun, and I know he's part of that Control Your Narrative. I was reading a transcript from EC3 st- talking about C- CYN, Control Your Narrative, and his explanation on what it is, and he's like, it's not for the fans. You know, it's for us to show creativity. Some people are going to get it, some aren't. And I'm saying to myself, that's a lousy business plan, bud. <laughs> if, people, if, if it's not for the fans and the fans don't get it, then how the hell do you expect to make any money out of it? If you want to go do that and be creative on your own to appease your ego, you can go do it in your backyard then if you don't care what the fans think.
1: You know, there's part of me that agrees exactly with that. And then there's a part of me that I do like experimental theater. Like, I I like the idea that some, and I don't think they were thinking of it on that level. They were probably just thinking, oh, we want to do what we want to do. But I like the idea of, hey, let's try something we could never try in one of the other companies. I don't know if that's the thing I would try, but, you know, I'll give him credit. EC3, I'll give credit to, the value. to the knee. I think he's gonna have a rough go over for my one or too. Yeah, yeah, because the checks were bigger. <laughs> you Hopefully, he saved his money. That's all
2: for sure. Hold on. I, w- I wanted to say dong, but he hit him with the wood side. <laughs>
1: More of a clunk, if you will.
2: How often do you see a match where the referee is actually bigger than the competitors?
0: <laughs> Here's the uh, infamous T-shirt.
2: Funny story. I had ordered, I had ordered an Austin shirt. It might have been the original Smoking Skull, or yeah, I think it was the original Smoking Skull because I only had two. Or no, it might have been the DX. one. I don't remember which shirt. It might have been DX. But WWF threw in an extra shirt. It was like some promo. And I, w- and I got the blood from a stone one.
1: <laughs> really?
2: My mom, when I get, when I hold it up, my mom's like, you bought that? You know I wouldn't have let you buy that. I said, actually, no, they were throwing in a free t-shirt. And I guess this is what they threw in. I don't know. <laughs> but I used to wear the Austin shirts when I wanted to like freak my friends' parents out. Oh my gosh.
0: He's literally just pouring out right now.
2: And yeah. it fit the story where I feel like the Wheeler Yuda Moxley thing, like, it was impressive, but at the same time, it was like it was too much. Yeah. <sighs> Looked like he walked out of a horror movie in that one. He really did.
1: And I mean, he's still into it, you know? Yeah. Austin, I mean,. They did make him look like if not if not a million bucks at least three quarters of a million bucks and you know but he came out of it looking really good and yeah it was an insanely lot, amount of blood
2: next thing to teach him is how to cut a promo that promo last night i, I was kind great. of glad
1: i'm glad he had the shortest uh, part of that
2: yeah
0: Oh, that was smart. And there we go. That is the end of the match.
2: Yeah, so it's
1: really a fantastic one.
2: Yeah, but yeah. but we yeah. haven't yeah. gotten to the double turn, turn yet. Yeah. That that was the key thing. The double turn actually happens after the match.
1: Because mm-hmm. yeah. you
2: could see the fans are still chanting for are still cheering for Brett at this point.
0: Hitman316 sign?
2: Whatever that means. I just left
0: to WCW.
2: (laughs) Hitman316 says, I got screwed. Four out of ten. Did you hear um, Brian Hebner was interviewed recently, and he was talking about how his dad and his uncle's should be in the wwf hall of fame which i find hilarious because his own dad says he doesn't want any part of wwf because of the way they fired him but um be that as it may he thinks the entire screw job was a work he's convinced of that
1: someone's always going to keep that conversation going and yeah
2: but when your own dad has said it what has basically said uh no, there was legit tension and everything, and then you, you, you as the son, come back and go. No, nah, I think he's full of it.
0: <laughs> so, how much steroids was
1: Ken Shamrock on at this point? <laughs> all, all I'd say just things? enough, just the right mix. Remind me, did we ever get this match? Uh,
2: or anything
1: coming out of this? Because
2: I thought right
1: there that interaction makes you want to see Ken Shamrock and Bret Hart.
2: I thought it was on a random Raw one time, but I'm not sure. I know when Bret was leaving, he actually said he wanted one one of the guys he wanted or was willing to drop the belt to was Ken Shamrock. It did happen once. The,
0: the amount of people giving Brett the finger as he walked down was priceless.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It happened actually a few weeks before the screw job. Brett versus Shamrock on Raw. Right. Well,
1: thank, I appreciate you uh, checking with you there to find out that. Uh...
2: That that one actually was, uh, as comrade Thompson would say, I pun- I punched it in my Google machine. Oh,
1: nice.
0: No. All right. All right, boys. So with that being said, that is our show for this evening. We want to thank everybody for listening. Esports Friendly Pod on Twitter. Esports Friendly Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.